Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner, Riffs to 808. I'm Nate. I am Trent. Hello, I am Sebastian. And today we have some new albums from some pretty known artists and bands here, depending on what scene you look at it from. But uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it here, starting with uh, Neck Deep. All distortions are intentional. Yikes. This album was a letdown. This was probably... Well, not even probably. This is the worst Neck Deep album ever, by far. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You really think so? I just... Oh, I don't... I, I liked it. I, there was a lot of albums on here that I was like, this is nostalgia. I like it. Okay. All right. That's fair, though. That that's why I like... Like, as far as, like... I don't know. I don't think it's the worst Neck Deep album. I rate it, like, the same as the... Like, I don't know. Neck Deep, I don't really, like, hate all of them. So, like... That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I like... Because, like... Uh, we were talking before, like, we do have, well, at, least, at least for me, like, all the shit we have on here is nostalgic, pretty much. It is, in some except, way or except another. For two, except for two of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, fair. Um, but no, yeah, I like, that's why I liked it. Um, and, like, it kind of took me back to, like, when I was, like, I don't even know, like, eight years old, playing rock band in my family friend's basement, you know? That's what it took me back. That's why I, I, that's the first thing I thought of, and it it this playlist helped me get through, except for one album, that I really was mad I could not switch because we were in the middle of a rush, and I was so mad. <laughs> when we get to that album, I will let you know. Gotcha. Um, but no, yeah, um, I I liked it. I'll I, that's my take on it. I thought it was good. Bada bing bada boom, hit him up, Nate. <laughs> so the reason I didn't like it mainly had to do, uh, well, first of all, the most of the songs for me, I just kind of fell flat. I mean, I like pop punk as it is, but like with Neck Deep in particular, or this album in particular, it was just very underwhelming. And the fact that like they used auto tune on his voice a couple times maybe even throughout the whole album i couldn't quite tell through some of it but i know the first song had a shit ton of auto tune and i was just like okay i guess this is happening and like none of the other albums I, that i've heard of had like that noticeable that like noticeable amount of auto tune in it and it just really felt very weird and like just ugh. but um yeah i there's not much else to say about it it was just not that good uh if you for me their last album the peace and the panic is a solid album as well as life's not out to get you which that one i think is like their best album personally but if you like pop punk that's just and like it doesn't even matter what kind or style then you might like this album, but for me, it, I gave it like a three out of ten. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But that's my take. What do you think, Sebastian? Hello, I am every teen girl with an acoustic, and today uh, I'm going to be singing a Neck Deep song. Um, <laughs> goes a little something like this. Uh, you know, sorry, I'm not a good singer, so I'm just going to sing really quietly too. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm not going to, I, I talked with Nate, uh, before this, cause I had a great quote to describe every, uh, every feeling I get from this album. Uh, instead, can we actually put links in this, Nate? Uh, in the, uh, the chat? Yeah. I mean, not like just in the chat, but like, uh, for, uh, for the podcast, like, can we put like links down oh, or anything I, I, like that? Oh, I can, yeah. If you have a specific one, I'll t I totally will. 
Okay, good. Uh, yeah, we can post that in there so that way you guys can get my collective feelings because I feel like I'm going to stutter through this whole thing and it's not going to be a fun sight. So I'm going to post it in the podcast chat as well so Trent, can, Trent and Nate can both see it, but mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Uh, um, so other than that, you know, the vocal effect was just holy shit. I, <laughs> I think I genuinely just had an, a laughing out loud moment uh, when listening to it. I... I just I don't know it just it did not sound real to me I felt like it was just something that you would hear in a TV show playing a radio station for like their teen girl that's like you know trying to decide whether or not like her dates of the prom is worth it oh my god I know? was literally gonna say like the, the prom thing I was actually gonna say it's the prom that she was like really <laughs> it, just, it gives to. me it's like man should I take Brad oh but Jerry though he's been there since my freshman year and then the so like just, it's just <laughs> Yeah, it just, and not to mention, like, I just, I don't know, man. The vocal effect was probably the biggest part of the album I genuinely thought was just fun because uh, it was just so just not needed. And it just, I don't know, it just made it sound so, like, canned and fake. And uh, that's all I want to give for it. I gave this one a nice 3 out of 10, you know. Um, You know, at least it's not one. So, you know. Got that going. Right. And, like, I was going to – I told this to you, too, uh, Sebastian, earlier, but it's, like, it's not the worst album this year by far, and it's – or far from it, I should say. It's just uh, – oh, my God. I just read what you put in the chat, but Jesus. <laughs> I just saw all that. This is the thing I was going to Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. The, you guys will get a kick out of this one when you see that, but, man, that's that's wild. I love it. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying, like, it's not the worst album this year at all, but it's definitely, like, an album that's, like, that, that was very low on my radar in terms of how good it is, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Are you reading it? <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Isn't that the most specific thing oh, ever? <laughs> Loving it's father so restricts her from going to the My Chemical Romance slash Limp Bizkit. I just like the the Mad Cart's airflow controller. I do want to give credit where credit is due, though, before we go further. Uh, this is from the Pan Pizza Pizza Party podcast. So if you check them uh, out, they have some good-ass shit. That's amazing. All right, well... Let's move on now to uh, another style, a different album from uh, what I usually listen to, uh, the new Bob Dylan album, uh, rough, and, I'm... rough and Rowdy Ways. Can I take this? Wait, Can wait. I take this first? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. You got it, Trent. So uh, I will give you – so the way I listen to it uh, – well, the way I listen to uh, this week's album is like how – it's how we had it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I had – Neck Deep, Bush, Bob Dylan, and then Acacia Strain, right? Right. Um, so I got through Neck Deep and Bush, and we had like an hour and a half, two hour rush, right? right. And Neck Neck Deep and Bush, those are like an hour combined. The fucking Bob Dylan album at ten songs an hour and ten minutes, bruh. <laughs> I had to go through this and I couldn't switch it because I couldn't get to my phone because I'm I'm breading, you know, and I'm like, I can't stop to go change this album. Right. So, like, I, I love Bob Dylan, grew up listening to Bob Dylan, but 
I have never in my life listened to an entire Bob Dylan album, and I that this reminds me why I didn't do it because I can't stand it. <laughs> Wait, like, you don't like stories? You don't like stories being told to you? <laughs> no, like listening to an hour and ten minutes of Bob, of Bob Dylan going like this, you know, just going through the changes. Get out of here, Randy. It's like, gee, and like, okay, the, the the last song, Murder Most Foul, at like 15 minutes. Oh my, like, I, I know it's about John F. Kennedy. Get over it. It's not, so- not, not JFK's death. That's, you know, it's a tragedy, but like, oh, right, right. oh my God. <laughs> when I have to hear, death, when I have to hear the word, and I went to Key West. Oh my God. <laughs> I, Bob, I know you went to Key West, bro. Like, come on. I I know you went there. Let's uh, like it's just it like I love Bob Dylan, but repetitive. Repetitive. I, I get it. I get it. It was it was a rough one. Um, was that a, was that your two cents? Um, right. Kind of like I I do like um, like I did like some of the album, but like the the album as a whole is just woof. Yeah, I get it. Like, uh, I'll, I'll explain mine uh, when I get to my. But I'm gonna let uh, Sebastian go next here. Okay. Well, uh, let me just say, oh boy, we got the rough and rowdy ways by uh, Bob Dylan today. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I do love his guitar playing, and I I do come from a genuine spot when I say that. I grew up loving Bob Dylan all my life. I, uh, you know, always have enjoyed his music and everything like that. You know, he is very on topic with political spectrum and he's also just he's a really good advocate for just freedom and honestly he is americana to me as a human being but at the same time even some of the i would say just some of the biggest like legends within the lifetime of music can come out with a pretty bad album or two i mean look at the beach boys with uh, i think it was like endless summer or something like that on the summer island has a fucking blue whale on the cover uh and it's it's crap and that's where i got from this you know my favorite song off this album was probably wasting away again in margaritaville uh reprise uh you know it is uh oh wait sorry just not jimmy buffett i meant to talk about bob dylan um so basically uh this album it reminds me of the thing that you would play in the bar when it's just really late at night and you have the regulars there and they're just kind of like sloshed and like shit faced and like you know like falling into their ashtray while trying to like you know fill up their other glass again for like another like shot and of they're bourbon, like but... dude let me bob dylan i i know him this they're like joel they're just like you know like falling into their like fucking drink at that point you know um and the weights is probably giving them water just so they don't die at this point. So it's just like, yeah, it's it's one of those albums. I, I love Bob Dylan, but this is some of your worst writing, my guy. Uh, you so definitely, to... yeah. Question for you. Have you listened to an entire Bob Dylan album? Yes. How? <laughs> uh, I, I actually have uh, Route 66, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Or Highway uh, Highway 66, like, on record and everything like that. Um, you know, I listened to it quite a bit. Now, I'm talking about the older Bob Dylan records. I, I can't really so. go past the <laughs> 70s. Um, you know, he did the soundtrack for, uh, oh, my God, I'm trying to remember. It's, uh, it's I, I think it's a Clint Eastwood movie, um, if I'm not mistaken. Like but Clint Eastwood film, or? 
Yeah, like a cowboy era Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Um, it's where Knocking on Heaven's Door came from, but oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that album, like that. That's a good album to me. Like I, I do enjoy Bob Dylan's uh, older works, but sadly, like I said, legends all have have their peak, and they're uh, and at this point, they have their songs that they just kind of put together so they can you know pay their electric bill this month you know um so that's why i felt like this was i feel like he just kind of sat on the back burner i mean there were i think like i think the first song of the album was pretty good uh the guitar solo was pretty dandy and you know his guitar playing has definitely uh gotten a little bit more melodic over the years um you know i like i said there are certain aspects i do still enjoy but coming from bob dylan a guy who uh, won i think a pulitzer prize for his lyricism and that's like for writers you know that's for people who write books like uh i'm trying to remember i think the guy from the catching in the rye got one um you know like very notable authors i'm sorry i'm not very uh knowledgeable about the reading world it's just i'm just saying like they he got a very prestigious award for just being a really good writer and yet he's you know trying to basically hit on the bar honeys in this album so you don't really get much of a good uh lyrical palette when that's being involved so that's yeah sorry about the long rant uh i gave this one a negative like five out of ten because i can still kind of laugh at it (laughs) i gotcha i get it um so reading up on some of the like you know some of the facts about the albums as i like kind of like to do and everything uh it says here that uh rough and rowdy ways is uh universally praised by critics and it's currently got a 95 on metacritic so uh I, I, we don't know shit boys i guess we're just like we're the plebs here but uh no, yeah no listen, no what are the, what did bob dylan give him to smoke uh, That's what I wanted. <laughs> it was good though whatever it was that shit was Fucking fire. I need it. <laughs> it was fire. But um yeah, and it's I guess it's considered one of his best works and I'm like, okay, I don't think so. <laughs> Try again. But anyway, my my take on this album um at first I was going to listen to it in my car, uh just like going like, you know, up north and everything for work, but no. It was just after the first song, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this later because I can't handle a whole car ride with this album playing. <laughs> it would be too much, man. <laughs> like, hey, at least you at least you were able to change the album. Very true. Yes. I just mixed my everything playlist because no, forget about it. But anyway, what's up? <laughs> anyway, when I uh, <laughs> when I actually listened to it fully, uh, it just. Yeah, it was background. No- it was literally just to serve as background noise at some point because I I just stopped listening and like maybe zoning in and out at times. Uh, I also heard that Fiona Apple was a part of this album. She she made her contributions. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I, I guess I, I mean honestly, I guess they both just were smoking the same strain and they're just like, fuck it, let's just have fun and pretend like we're being artsy right ready like here just just like act like you're telling a story but like just go off on a tangent that makes no sense because that'd be exactly that'd be great but the way i describe this album uh sebastian made a very good comparison with the whole like bar bar you know aesthetic i guess you could say but uh for me it just reminded me of like you know a 50 60 year old some man with his dog old yeller in the pickup truck that's beating the shit and they're just driving along the highway when they shouldn't be because you know they just 
he's he's not allowed to drive anymore. He just put in the Bob Dylan album, and he's like, oh, remember those back in the day? You know, it was just, ugh, it was awful. I couldn't stand it. There was a couple songs that, like, uh, like you said, Sebastian gave me those bar vibes, and I thought that was pretty cool. But like, it's not anything I'm gonna go back to. It's nothing that's gonna interest me. But. You know, I still got to give respect to the man. I mean, it's Bob Dylan after all. He is an icon, so be that as it may, it's still, like, probably one of the worst. Also one of the worst albums I've heard this year, but far from the worst. Uh, I think I gave it, like, a 3.5 out of 10. It's, it's yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But we'll move on now to the new Taylor Swift album, Folklore. And I'll let Sebastian start us off with this one. I took, did not take out my notes fast enough. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Taylor Swift, honestly, is such a polarizing figure in my mind because, obviously, as a, uh, I would say, kid in middle school by the time Red came out, uh, I was very much not into Taylor Swift. I was the kid praising, uh, you know, Marilyn Manson and Slipknot and screaming masturbation to people on the bus, you know, uh, <laughs> like... Wow. <laughs> uh, just basically, just not very, uh, I guess you can say, girly, I guess, you know. Um, um, I hate to sorry, say that, but, but, yeah. Before you go on, um, Smash, I want to say that comment is, uh, comment's not valid, sir. We were watching, uh, we were watching, uh, oh, what fucking show is that on the bus? What? We watched American Dad on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> We did listen to Mushroom Pet on the bus. I remember that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we listened. Uh, we listened to Green Day too and stuff like that. <laughs> what show is it? Uh, Full Metal. Anime. Anime. Let's go to boobies. What is that? Oh, uh, Space Dandy. And you're watching thank that you. too. Yeah, we watched Space Dandy. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh my, and then like I would like fucking. It, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say this. If sorry if my teacher's listening, but uh, remember like I used to like just fucking like try to do my math homework like on the bus. Oh yeah, we both did fuck that. <laughs> Dude, that was that was such a fun drive because we had like 20 minutes before we reached our school. Yeah, fun time. But uh, yeah, it was it was a fun time. Um, but going back to Taylor Swift's folklore, uh, you know T Swift for me, I think she's gotten a lot better over the years. But <clears throat> my biggest complaint about her still stands. She doesn't release the best the best singles. Uh, you know, when she first started, she released like things like Mean and um, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? You Belong to Me and other songs like that that had the subtle banjo in the background, I remember. And uh, those songs I, I really did like. I, you know, I used to hate them back when I was younger because obviously I was like, like eight or nine. So I probably just did not like them because of those reasons. Um, but I still, I would still say that later on, looking back, those songs are genuinely just fun, little simple songs. And I like when she does that kind of style. I think she, it fits her very well. Um, you know, she can go complicated. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I did enjoy style a lot, which was more of a, kind of Cindy Lauper kind of uh, throwback piece, I would say. And this album, Folklore, reminds me more of like a Lana Del Rey kind of side that we really haven't seen as much. 
Um, and obviously, I'm not saying like the whole deadpan kind of thing, like Lana does very well. It's more of a just like kind of a storytelling perspective, and it has the kind of indie girl vibes in the background. Um, you know, I think her this album is pretty good. You know, I like the pseudo stripped down nature of it all. So, like, obviously, it's like you still hear acoustic instruments, but there is still like it's still some like production in the background. It's not just more bare bones. Um, you know, she still complains about her men and stuff like that. But honestly, the good in this album is a lot better than the bad. Uh, you know, she brought, she brought back a lot better instrumentation this time, but like every album, her singles are just, God, really bad. Uh, you know, her last album, Lover, had me and, uh, You Need to Calm Down, I think it was. Uh, those songs, I just, were just such pandering anthems, and I, I hope the better songs on this album get the spotlight because i i feel like more people are going to enjoy this we're actually being more of an artistic piece but that's all my jargon and i gave this one a seven out of ten i'm sorry i worked it up a lot but yeah i just think she just i think she works better as a less production heavy singer in general all right i get that um trent why don't you let us uh hear your opinions on this honestly i couldn't finish this album that's fair <laughs> i really couldn't <laughs> Um, it's another long one too, though. So, like, I I also get that it's over an hour. Yeah. It's just uh, like, did I grow up listening to Taylor Swift? Yes, I had an older sister, so uh, was I forced to listen to the Red album? And yeah, is the Red album good? Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, but this, I I will have to you know agree with Sebastian on this one. Like, not a production heavy singer. That's like that's not her. You know, that's not. It's, I mean, it, that's what, isn't that what she was like fighting for in the first place? It's like not to be that, you know? I I don't know, just not my cup of tea. But like, I mean, is it still like? I know if people praise it, then yeah. I mean, if you're gonna like it, you're gonna like it. Just I don't know. Was it? No. <laughs> Although we were talking before, her last album is a little bit worse than this one. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's it's and a lot of people were saying this is a weird album to release in the summer, like this type of album. It yeah, it's very weird to release in the summer. The vibes I, I think, was picking up were like fall vibes for this. Album. Yeah, that's what like. And I was talking to my buddy at work about this because he uh he has a degree in music production and stuff, um, and he was like, you know, it it's understandable for her to do it though, because like once winter hits. And like people start liking the album because of fall. Once winter hits, all those sales boost up, and everything, whether it's album sales, uh, merch sales, all that shit. So like at, from a uh, entrepreneur standpoint, and like it it works out well. But yeah, I just I don't, know. I don't really have a rating for it. Just kind of there. Right. That's fair though. Um, yeah. So this album, obviously, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was like announced uh, literally a few hours before it actually released. It was a surprise album. Uh, definitely more on the folk side, of course. Uh, it's described as indie folk, alt rock. I I heard a thing. It said like this is like her first album that's actually like listed as alternative, rather than pop or like country or whatever. So. Interesting. It's kind, of, it's kind of interesting to see that. Um, the album cover really makes it look like it's about to be like the heaviest black album, al- like black metal album of all year. So that's pretty pretty interesting to see. And what sucks too is like, um, 
I'm a kind of guy who, like, when you look at an album cover, if it looks really, like, appealing, it's probably going to, like, draw me in more just to listen to the album for, like, you know, the album cover aesthetic. But uh, in this case, it was the complete opposite, where while the album cover is cool, I didn't care for the album at all. Um, it was a bit slow for me. It dragged. Uh, there was one song that I did like. It was actually one of the shorter songs off the album. Shorter-ish. Uh, it's uh, This Is Me Trying, which gave me, like, some really nice shoegazy vibes just because of the uh, the effects they were using on her vocals. But, I mean, that's the only, like, really good thing I could say about it. It just was... It was kind of boring. There was nothing that I really appreciated about it. Uh, it's getting critical acclaim, though, and it's, it's I guess, uh, it's making, it's the biggest debut uh, week of 2020 for this album, where it's, uh, it got over 500,000 units sold, which is like, damn, within its first three days. Like, that's pretty fucking good, but I, not my thing. I give it, uh, I believe, a three out of ten as well. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I really got to say about that, unfortunately. But uh, we will be moving on now to the next few albums. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Let's move on now to the new Bush album, The Kingdom. Uh, I'm going to let Trent start us off with this one. Banger. <laughs> like I said, banger. Uh, <laughs> definitely good album this is also another album that uh nate and i were talking before definitely another uh, nostalgia trip for uh us because like bush back in the day with their first album what was the name of it nate i can't remember uh 16 stone i believe yeah 16 stone yeah mm, love it and like this this is like one of the albums where like uh like i said i was stuck listening to during the that rush and, like, it helped me get through it, because, like, I mean, it's Bush, you know it's going to be heavier. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I really, there are no complaints about this album, honestly. I, I liked it through and through. Thought it was really good. Um, yeah, there you go. Simple, easy. Skadoosh. Right to the point. Uh, yeah, I, I like this album, too. I, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to, just because, like. Yeah, I that's have... actually, yeah. I haven't heard anything good about their last couple albums, and, like, I think the only songs I did hear from any of them just did not do anything for me at all, and it was just bland, you know? But, no, this album caught me by surprise, and I genuinely liked it. Uh, his voice is the only kind of complaint that some people may have, where it just doesn't sound exactly like how Gavin, you know, should sound, like, especially on 16 Stone or, like, a couple of, uh, um, whatever their other albums are called. They, I don't remember the names at the moment, but uh, his voice, like, it's kind of consistent with those albums, but this one, it seems like there's a little bit of, like, uh, you know, I don't want to say auto-tune, because, I mean, it might be, but it's just, it's different. It's not his typical voice. Or it just might be given way. I don't know. But, nevertheless, uh, the boys still pull it off here. Like, they still put out some very catchy songs. Uh, they use, the one song, Bullet Holes, was actually a promotional song that was used in uh, the John Wick Chapter 3 movie. So if that one oh sound, oh yeah so if that one sounded kind of familiar it, that's yeah that song was actually used in that and uh, that was the first single uh, I guess for the album I believe maybe the second but uh, 
Yeah, it, that one I was I felt okay about it. Um, it just because that was like my introduction to like how his voice was gonna kind of sound, I guess, in future music that they would put out. But it it took me a minute to actually get into. But it's funny because like I thought I was gonna hate it when listening to it through on the album. But for whatever reason, I was actually singing along to the chorus when the second or third time it came around. I'm like, oh okay, I guess I like this. So yeah, it was like it was a good song. Uh, other good ones on here too are uh, the opening track, "Flowers on a Grave." The Kingdom's a good one. Quicksand, I really liked. Uh, Our time will come. Crossroads solid songs there are some duds on here like i believe uh send in the clowns uh that one didn't do anything for me at all and uh uh what was going on words are not impediments i didn't didn't do anything for me but yeah overall it was it was a good album surprised me and yeah i liked it gave it a seven and a half out of ten what did you think of it once uh this one though sebastian uh my only thing is 2000s alt rock will never die um Amen, no matter brother. how much i wanted to but uh I, i'm not this is not my type of music uh i will say that through and through i do like their older uh their some of their older stuff but that's only because i accept it because it came out in that time i i feel like this album is very much just something i've heard before and I really just did not enjoy that too much. Uh, you know, the guy's voice is good. I Like I said, there's nothing physically wrong with it. It's just not my type of music. And uh, honestly, like, yes, the, the lyrics are very simple. But at the same time, you don't need them to be very complex for this type of music for it to sound really good. And I do give them credit. It does work, but it's just not my thing. Um, you know, other than that, I just it's not my thing. And i uh i give them respect that they're still going strong and they're still putting out music and you know i can only say that for a few of my bands i deeply have enjoyed over the years you know so uh other than that yeah i gave this one a five out of ten it's just middle of the road for me i'm not saying it's horrible or you know awful or anything like that it's just more of not my thing that's plain and simple yeah and i I will say too like i will point out that this is no 16 stone at all that will forever be their best album bar none at least in my humble opinion but uh yeah and what's good too is like they still sound good at live as well i mean the last time i saw them i think it was yeah it was actually last year around this time last year uh they were doing uh their anniversary tour uh for 16 stone with the band live uh pretty solid show very solid tour too uh but anyway moving on now gonna get a little bit heavier here with the new acacia strain album uh slow decay so uh the acacia strain they're back uh last year they put out an album at the very end of the year called it comes in waves a bit of a shorter album but uh it kind of signified a somewhat of a change in sound more of a doomier slow sound but also keeping that heavy aggressiveness that they've always had on their past albums and uh one big thing they did for this album uh to promote it is releasing uh mini eps for uh every i think it was like every month they put out a new ep that uh it was a letter it was like uh that spelt out decay you know so like you'd get like one month it was d the next month e then c a y and you could buy these and then like you know you put them together and it spells out the k of course but also like uh 
it looks like a longer version of what the album cover looks like and like you just see like it looks all bright and sunny on one side and then when you get to the Y it's all like dark and like the trees are all like you know the leaves are off the trees and it's like very gloomy it's very cool and the reason they did this was uh to keep relevancy for themselves and for the hype of the album that would be coming out uh just because like uh i forget who it was but uh his name is uh, Devin Shadaker. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, I believe he described it in his interview. He's a me- band member, of course. He described that like uh, this would, you know, help keep people's uh, interest up for, you know, and their hopes up for listening to the album once all the songs were together. Uh, and yeah, that's how they were able to promote it and make some money off it too because everyone ate that up. They love that kind of thing, especially if like you're a vinyl collector. It's, yeah, it's a very smart uh, marketing strategy. Got to give him credit for that. But as far as the album goes, it's it's a solid album. It's, like I said, it's heavy. It's aggressive. The, the chuggy parts are fun. I mean, it's even the opening track of, I believe it's a feed a pigeon, breed a rat. It's just, oh my God, that like fucking guitar riff that was like in the background and everything with the, all the like, uh, you know slower beats and all the slower like chugging parts oh my god it was incredible uh it's heavy like i said uh what other like some of these track names too are pretty like you know it's very um what's the word i'm looking for here it fits it it really fits the album like you know earth will become death birds of paradise birds of prey one thousand painful stings uh, there's one track on here. It's like one of the longer named ones. Uh, oh, geez. Even like when I'm trying to look it up, it's still, <laughs> it's, I breathed in the smoke deeply. It tasted like death. And I smiled like if that doesn't describe the album for you, nothing will, <laughs> but yeah, it's solid album. I really liked it. I gave it an eight out of 10. Uh, definitely one of their best albums in my opinion for in a while. And yeah. That's all I got to say about that. What'd you think of it, uh, Trent? Uh, God tier. God tier. I loved it. It was really good. Honestly, you pretty much said it all there. Like, yeah, the, the chugging part's amazing. Literally everything. My favorite song off this one is uh, Shinamasta. Yeah. Or you th- Dude, I I was singing along to that one. That one, ooh. Mmm. It's a banger. that was it's a banger. that one got me. I was like fuck yeah, uh, but no, I was I'm really glad that this album came out because like I've been missing Acacia Strain a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you like, and like I said too, if you like if you like this one, you'll probably enjoy uh, it. Comes in waves too. Yeah. Um. This oh fuck that reminds me of that shirt you have, <laughs> the Acacia Strain shirt. Is that the Acacia Strain shirt? No, it's a different one. Oh, I don't have an Acacia Strain shirt, unfortunately. <laughs> was the one that you had when you were over here the rivers of nile one is what i had rivers of nile one that's what it was yeah. um i couldn't remember no but yeah this album mm, banger it makes me want to go back and listen to more acacia strange shit right continent. just because continent like, is always my yeah. shit though continent is always. oh yeah i saw them uh <laughs> perform that album in its entirety with the band after the burial because they both did like their own like album tour thing where after the burial did rare form and casey streamed to continent and oh the room dude i'm telling you it was in okay it was in do you know the small room in the agora the ballroom yeah yeah it was fuck dude it was in there 
um, I'm pretty sure it was sold out, or at least very close, and just crowd killers and, like, big dudes pushing each other. I was like, holy shit. It was insane. That's amazing. Oh. I wish I could have fucking saw that shit. Oh, I loved it. It was, it was a solid show. One of the better metal shows I've ever seen. But, yeah. Uh, was that your... Was that all you had to say about it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just It was fucking amazing. And I really... I missed, uh, like, heavier shit like this. You know, like, classic heavy shit. Right. Probably those vocals, too. Yeah, well, even, like, some, like the, the more cleaner parts, were, like, they were still good. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I'm not talking, like your average cleans here we're talking metal cleans <laughs> right and like it has some diversity <laughs> with the album too i feel oh yeah definitely because like honestly it reminds me a little bit of uh the ghost inside album yeah bit. yeah yeah. i agree i, I like it so, especially with the, the, the breakdowns and shit Ugh, the fucking breakdowns we love a good breakdown <laughs> love a good breakdown yeah but yeah that's pretty much it fucking got to your album love it Good shit. What'd you think, Sebastian? Shit, my pop filter fell. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> roll without it. Um, you might hear a couple more poppings or two with my voice, but uh, yeah, the Acacia strain is how you pronounce Acacia, I think. Acacia, yeah. Acacia, whatever. Acacia. Yeah. Uh, Slow Decay, uh, Kick Ass starts. And speaking of kicks as well, I love the Aaron Hurd feature. Um, I don't know if anybody gets that, but, uh, you know, very, very good feature. Uh, did you, if you guys heard about that whole, uh, controversy, no, I don't think I did. Aaron heard. No. Well, oh my God. Did you really, <laughs> did you get that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you really just do that though? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I don't fam. I don't know fam. Oh, oh boy. God. Why would you do this? Sebastian? <laughs> but, um, other than that, you know, I did love the apps. The uh, well, natural are you going to explain? I don't understand. Oh, sorry, Trent. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I actually didn't either. But it's Aaron heard and Sebastian said, "Have you heard the news?" Oh no, no, not that. What would you wait? What did you say then? No, uh, I made a pun saying, "Speaking of kicks, I love the Aaron head feature." I'm sorry, I didn't mean to actually. I, I thought you guys would get that. No, oh, I actually didn't even get that. Never mind that. <laughs> I, I heard it covered in, like, Loudwire a while ago, oh. but, because uh, I heard his name, I'm like, God, that name sounds familiar, and I looked his name up, and it was, like, the first thing, but uh, he apparently drop-kicked a fan when they were crowd-surfing over to the stage. Oof. Oh, damn. So that's why I said, like, yeah, kicks, kick, kicks thought, ass, you know, I thought and, you were making yeah. a joke about, like, you haven't heard, because his last name is Heard. Oh, oh, oh no, no, like, no, 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 Sebastian. no. No, I, I promise my, my joke was a little <laughs> bit more higher brow. Not quite, not quite better, but a little bit more, like, at least, like, if you get it, you get it, you know. But uh, other than that, you know, it references my uh, absolute favorite bird species ever. I don't know the, I don't know what it's referencing in total, but uh, the bird of paradise is one of my favorite birds. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, I'm just looking for points that Nate and Trent haven't already said, so it's gonna, you know, uh, I, I, I like it overall. I, I gave it a nine out of ten. Um, you know, definitely my, I would say definitely my favorite album this week overall um you know it was just it was very very fun albums and um yeah it just it was just fun honestly i i don't really have much I, normally i would go on a huge tyrant but yeah i don't 
I don't have much for this. You, it's, it you, was fun. You've used that on T Swift and uh, Bob Dylan, so that's all good. Yeah, I, I used I used my uh, I used my tangent already, and my meter's still like filling up for probably uh, the last album. Right, you got, <laughs> you got some combos. That's why you were able to do it so fast with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I just skyrocketed that shit. You know, <laughs> side B all the way all to the fucking edge. You know, that's absolutely. All right, well, moving on now to our final album of the day. We have Logic's final album, No Pressure. Uh, Sebastian, start us off with this one. Oh, wait, this is his final album? He's going into retirement. This is his final studio album, as far as we know. Because, I mean, you know what artists do. They'll say, like, oh, yeah, we're done. And then come back, you know, surprise. I was kidding. But Hey, guys, did you hear about the new Kiss tour? Um, <laughs> the the, the Motley Crue. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know how they're still going, man. Speaking of Bob Dylan, look at Motley Crue. Right. No kidding. But um, yeah, with uh, with um, Logic, I this is actually the first ever album I heard from him. I've just heard very mixed things about him overall, so I never really wanted to throw my hat in the ring because I feel like everybody else has. That's a funny um, joke. What? You say mixed things about him. That's a funny joke. <laughs> oh, no, I, I that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to explain that shit when I get yeah. to my turn. Um, you know, I, I I do say I'll do or let me reformulate here. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that there was a pretty damn tight flow. I mean, some really tight bars here. And I can say he definitely filled space very nice with the wordplay. And I really like how well he conveys his stories and uh, hardships, I guess, through the songs. And, you know, the word or um, why did I put wordplay twice? Jesus Christ. Um, you know, uh, what was on your mind? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. man. I, I don't know. Just just going on to it. Uh, you know. Speaking of that, you know, I, one thing I do not like is he does get kind of cocky uh, towards uh, certain parts. And I'm not saying like your typical rapper co- cocky, but I just feel like he just he wants to be like the Jesus of people who are coming up from nothing, I guess. I don't know. Like, there's just a weird vibe I get from it. And I just feel like the man, I mean, I, it, it is good to be proud of yourself and how far you've come. That's amazing and all, but I feel like that's all there really is to his character. And, uh, you know, I, I do really like, you know, the songs that he does put out here, but there just is that slight little, uh, like taste in the back of my mouth. That's just a little bit, uh, I don't know, just a little bit off about some of the songs here. Um, and, you know, he's also a little bit too preachy on religion. I, I That's just one thing I don't like hearing too much in songs yeah. is just the endless amount of like, well, if God did this, if well, God did that, I'm like, okay, I'm like, if I wanted to listen to religious music, I'd go on to like the fish or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, listen to a Pastor yeah, Copeland that's... podcast or some shit. I don't fucking know. Just something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just... I, I don't want to, I, I just, I, religion's not my thing, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I just, if you like it, you like it, but don't force it on me, that's why Kanye, to me, I, even though I love his music, I'll never listen to some of his more religious songs, because that guy gets pretty damn preachy, too. Uh, Was he the one who did the religious album? Yep. Yeah, Jesus okay. is king. 
I gotta say, that album is actually really good. It's okay, it does have good parts to it. It's well done for a religious album. But I, I just feel like with this album, it just it becomes a little bit too much for me. And I feel like it kind of takes away because how much he uses it. It's like he, he has to hit a certain quota before he can get sent up into the gates or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, you know, God saved your life and whatnot. But, you know, give us something else. You know, I, I, I don't know. That's it. But I did. I really did like the one where he just literally tells a story, as he says, about like uh, the people like going in the alien spaceship and stuff like that. And uh, it's like the year like twenty one fifty or something like that. I don't some some twenty. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked that song a lot, and I feel like that was probably the best representation for me of his best strengths. Um, but yeah, like I said, overall, I was very mixed on this album. You know, sorry about that. I have to use that word again. <laughs> but I give it. I, I did give it an eight out of ten because it's just missing a couple things to make it perfect in my eyes. You know, and it's uh, like I've seen a lot of people praise it, but I just don't see all that it's cracked up. You know, I don't see every little bit of like acknowledgement that people are giving this album. Like I can understand it, but I just don't see it all. Right. That's fair. I get it. Um, I'm going to have Trent then go next here. So I had my headset off. What's happening? Am I, am I going? Yes. All right. Um. So joke to start us off um <laughs> why is um logic sorry why did uh logic excel at the 100 meter dash and the 110 hurdle why because he's biracial uh... um uh no this album as a like a good buy i thought it was really good you know it's a good album uh i like logic uh, just because, like, he's not like some other rappers, like uh, <clears throat> Eminem, um, <laughs> who just, like, are constantly calling people out every song. And, like, Logic doesn't do that. He doesn't call people out every song. Like, yeah, I mean, you can call out somebody, you know, here and there, whatever you got to do. Um, but, like, I'm fine with that. But, like, I, I, this is almost completely contradicting Sebastian. Uh, I do, like, like he tells like the story aspect like the life uh and like the thing i thought was really cool was like at the end of every song he put like the little like snippet of like uh like where this album was done you know, or like the fun his... facts the what like the fun facts of the album basically yeah yeah the fun facts of the album um it was really cool and like who uh, uh who inspired him as a kid mm -hmm. uh, and like that that first mixtape that he had on there was really cool oh yeah from like 2005 or whatever it was, that was yeah that was, that, was, I thought that was really cool um yeah i don't know during this whole album i just kind of like was just like chuckling kind of like smiling a little bit because it's, it's funny to me mm -hmm. um and yeah the one song that really got me that i honestly lost my shit to were the one where he's talking about his daily life and he's like, Oh, I'm going to target. I'm in the first aisle. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I was like, that is fucking funny. And like, it makes that's So like, that's, I think that's why I like logic so much is like, he doesn't give a shit. Cause like he's everybody, a lot or not everybody. Like, well, a lot of people give him shit for like being real, you know? Mm. And like, 
It's it reminds me of the uh, is that childish Gambino? Who says that? He says something what? about yeah in uh, in Bonfire, uh, uh, I think it is uh, when he's talking about uh, like you want me to be this, uh, like talk about this, but like, and he says black and white music together, you know yeah. all that, that line. Um, that's what that reminds me of. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's that that song made me lose my shit, and I fucking loved it because it was, I don't know, it was real. There's the line you know, in there, like, I remember there was like something about like where he said like a uh, fan wants to meet him, and like you know he's, he he said like he scratches his nuts and takes out his hand to like shake his hand, and takes the picture or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. Like that's definitely a logic thing, right? Like, yeah, I mean, he, I it's understandable. Like you know, last album he's what thirty three. Like, he's got a kid, you know, let's just live his life. I mean, let him do his thing, you know? Let's talk about his, his fucking, like, what was it, multi-million dollar deal with Twitch. Yeah! Dude, like, that. no wonder he, like, you know, wants to retire. Like, he's even if he did now with that deal, he's set. I forgot how much it was. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll look it up here, but continue. Uh, I think it was, like, I want to say it was, like, three point something million. Uh, let me see. I think it was, it was, it was right around uh, Ninjas, I believe. Um, but no, like, I just, that's why I really like Logic, because, like, he is one of the more real rappers out there, and, like, does he make it well-known sometimes? Yeah, I mean, a lot of rappers make things well-known. Um, but no, it's just, that fucking song will forever get me about, yeah, I'm in Target, second mile <laughs> grabbing diapers, got my son, whatever, I don't know. It's just, I'll, I'll always have an appreciation for Logic. It's like I have like the same appreciation uh, appreciation for logic as I do like juice and peep and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just like because like I grew up on rock and roll and never really grew up on like rap and stuff. A little bit hip hop, but um, I do like Logic's beats though. Logic beats they're not they're not like your standard shit. Some of them are a little out there, which is good. I like that. And that's where um, yeah. About what I got, it's good shit. Go fucking listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, so, like Sebastian, this was also my uh, my first album from Logic that I've ever listened to. Um, you guys, have, okay, hold on a second. You guys have never listened to fucking Bobby Tarantino. Mm-mm. I've heard great things Whoa. about it, but never listened to it. You gotta keep. I mean, Bobby. I know Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. I know Quentin Tarantino. I know Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I've always heard like mixed things uh, about Logic before, even too. And also, you got to keep in mind, uh, just last year was the first year I started uh, actually getting into more rap and hip hop music too. So you got to bear yeah, with me. Like, I'm, I'm, stuff, yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, it it did take me a while. It took me a while. I think like so I think meeting Sebastian is like where I started to get into like hip hop and rap and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was yeah. But no, like Bobby Tarantino and Bobby Tarantino too. Mm. Confessions definitely... of a Dangerous Mind. I was gonna say I, I know. Lee... Check out his first album, uh, or the, or, I'm sorry, the uh, Bobby Tarantino album. Yeah, Bobby Tarantino is solid. I think I don't honestly. I can't tell you which one's better. I like both of them. I'll listen. Uh, to the both. intro, the intro to Bobby Tarantino too is funny. <laughs> oh boy, I love that. Um, but anyway, yeah. back to the uh, his No Pressure album. Uh, like I said, it's his final album. My first album, I listened to him. Uh, well, listen to a full album of his. And uh, at first, I was a little, you know, 
getting a little worried because the, uh, you know, hit my line and uh, no pressure were just kind of okay for me, you know, like it, it was building up. I felt like, I thought it was going to be another one of those like, oh no, it's every like, you know, rap song, it's going to sound the same, uh, but uh, no, it actually like picked up a lot after uh, hit my line with uh, GP4. Really liked that one. I also enjoyed Celebration, Open Mic, uh, Perfect, Man I Is. My favorite song was Dad Bod, which I'm pretty sure that was the one you were talking about, Trent, with the whole Target thing and all that. Like, I'm Yeah, pretty, I think so. It was either Dad Bod or Man I Is, which either way, both of those uh, songs are killer. Uh, and yeah, like towards the end of the album, it just kind of started to fall flat. I think the last song I really liked was uh, A to Z. But yeah, it was good. It was a, it was a genuinely good album. Uh, if this is genuinely his final album, then, uh, I, I think he went out with a bang. He did a really good job. Um, definitely going to look more into his music and everything. Uh, I, I did hear though, that his, uh, his first Twitch stream didn't go, uh, too well as a lot of people. Were it expecting. is dad bod. I just, I just, yeah, it's dad bod. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, like I was saying, too, with the whole Twitch thing, like, it is a seven-figure deal that he had, so he's making his money still, like, whether or not he's on a, whether or not he's, like, being a rapper or not, but, yeah, I mean, you guys basically said overall uh, how I even felt like about the album. I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10 as well. It was one of my favorites of this week, uh, and, yeah, that's, that's really it. That's all I got to uh, say about that. Also, one thing about it, I don't know if you, you looked into any of his other albums. His first album was Under Pressure. That's why this one's called No Pressure. Right, yeah. That one I did know about. Mm -hmm. That's pre that's pretty cool. I like that he did that, too. Um, also, you said you like Confessions of a Dangerous Man or Dangerous Mind. Dangerous Mind? Yeah, that honest, that's probably my favorite Logic album. Really? I see, I hear yeah. people say that's his worst. or one of the Yeah, worst. a lot of people do say his, that's like his worst. Like, it's not that great. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, obviously. But... Uh, like from from where I stand in rap, that one is good. Only because, um, like when that album came out, I was in, I, I was in probably like one of the greater stages of my senior year, mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to our buddy Gavin about it, and because he's a big Logic fan, um, big rap guy, uh, big guy in general, <laughs> um, and I, like he was like, dude new logic album i was like yo really let me listen to it so i popped in my ear was like fuck this is really good and like i don't it just made me feel good that album did and i like really i really uh as the kids say fucked with it um <laughs> as the kids say. at the time uh yeah it, that that i feel is one of his best uh if not that one um fuck with, with uh everybody everybody is also a very good album and uh, yes everybody knows the suicide hotline uh number song yeah which is off which is off of everybody um but no yeah logic in general i mean he had a good run i'll give him that he had a great run 2014 to 2020 six years he well it, he, he fucking did it man props to him absolutely big props but all right yeah that concludes our uh albums of the week before we go as always though let's give you some recommendations for you beautiful people at home to listen to. Uh, I'm going to start off with mine since I already have it right away here. Uh, I'm going to go with 100th's album, Rare. Uh, it's a shoegaze album. It's actually their uh, it's actually like their first album that uh, saw a big uh, genre change completely for the band since uh, before they were more of a melodic hardcore band, you know? And they just switched the sound entirely on this album. 
and it was my uh, 2017 album of the year, actually. It was solid, it was fun, it was very atmospheric. I loved everything about it. There's not a single bad song on the album. Uh, my favorites, though, would have to either be, uh, it'd be probably Youth, Departure, Disarray, and Neurotic, if I had to pick some favorites, but genuinely, every song on the album is awesome. It's pretty, it's very consistent, actually. Not repetitive, at least in my opinion, but, I mean, if you listen to, like, if you listen to the album, maybe you'll think it is, but I don't, generally, I don't think it is. I think it's got really cool sounds and everything, too. You can definitely hear a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, like My Bloody Valentine influences. There's some turnover in influences, uh, balance and composure as well. But yeah, 100th rare. Go check it out. That's my take. Uh, what do you have for us, Trent? Um, I have a little bit of news here uh, that I just figured out. Oh. Uh, Mast- Mastodon released a new single. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I heard. They actually have a, a compilation album coming out later this year. I am happy about that. I love Mastodon. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with that one. Let me see what this album is called really quick. I have the artist. Um, I'm going to go with something. Honestly, I don't, a lot of people didn't like this album, I believe. Uh, but it honestly was really good. album. We're going to go with Marilyn Manson's heaven upside down from 2017. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if any are you guys big Manson fans or Sebastian? It's, kind it's of okay. I like some of the singles. Some of, yeah. What do you like? The new shit and oh, <laughs> I like the beautiful people. Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the time uh, him and Johnny Depp got together and did something. You know. So like ever since they started. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I do enjoy Marilyn Manson quite a bit. He's got a new album album coming out this year, too. Yeah, he released a new single a little like two, three days ago. Yep, Uh, it's the title track. We Are Are Chaos. Mm -hmm. That album looked pretty soon. But no, Heaven Upside Down, uh, probably one of my favorite um, Marilyn Manson albums. Um, Mechanical Animals, Antichrist Superstar, I like all those. There's like, they'll all have like a special place in my heart. Um, but no, I have an upside down. Although, oh, ooh, okay, hold on. Uh now, now I um, okay, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing two. I'm doing two this week. <laughs> You're going right, for the double. Yeah, we're going have an upside down and pale emperor because I forgot that like when pale so pale emperor came out 2015. That was like I was really depressed when that came out, and like that one helped me out of like a very hard depressive episode um so yeah uh, i'll go with both of those pale emperor um is very fucking good like that even like uh like that last half of the album which is um like he takes like the songs and puts an acoustic twist on them is really cool uh, it's something different or was something different for Marilyn manson like the whole acoustic style of shit which is i think it was really nice uh, and then Heaven Upside Down is just fucking amazing. Like, every song off that is just so good. Like, the amount of days that I spent blasting Satan in my fucking room and headbanging to Jesus Christ. Like, mm. And, like, he does have some slower songs. 
songs like uh, Saturnalia is kind of a slower song. Blood Honey is slower. Uh, even the title track, Heaven Upside Down, really nice. Uh, big Manson guy, love him. Saw him in concert, fucking amazing. Yeah. It was, oh, I fucking saw it. It was Rob uh, Zombie and Marilyn Manson. That's Ooh. what the fucking show was. Yep. Yeah. And that's where they uh, they got together and did their cover of Helter Skelter at the end. Oh, did they mm. really? Yeah. They both came out. It was so fucking awesome to see it live. That sounds It sick. was so good. Yeah. It was a good concert. That's that's one that I would like, go back and relive is that one. Oh, I got offered uh, Molly at that concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Fuck, that was the concert right before Maya and I started dating. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. We started dating like two weeks after that. Nice. Good time. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, go check out our boy. Uh, what'd you got for us, uh, Sebastian? So I have an album that came out uh, 2019, so not very uh, long ago. Uh, that, tell me if I already did this one. If I did, I'm so sorry. I just can't remember. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards infest the rat's nest. I think you did. I think you did too. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I Forget swear, I ever I said swear, anything. I swear you said a King Gizzard album. That's what you did. Yeah. 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 I think I have. Uh, well, look at that. I don't have anything then. Um, you know, uh, if we're just gonna throw just. Uh, something out there, I guess. Uh, I, I listened to, I've been listening a, uh, to a lot of, um, the Johnson brother, or the brothers Johnson, um, because I've been playing a lot more, I guess you can say just like early funk, ba uh, bass lines. Um, you know, the, uh, song in question I learned recently was Stomp. I, uh, I'm planning to learn others by them as well. But yeah, I, if you like old school funk, um, oh god, let me remember uh, the exact album that that came off of. Uh, give me a second here. Sorry about that. Uh, it is "Light Up the Night" from 1980. It gets slower in the later half, but uh, the beginning half I would say is definitely the most listenable part. It is your typical kind of like heavy uh heavy motown style grooves you know very awesome bass lines uh you know i've always enjoyed this band but now my kind of funk playing for bass is coming more into fruition and i've just been playing the absolute hell out of this style of bass and this album is definitely a huge attributor to my uh i guess you can say my improvement over time good stuff love to see it but all right, that concludes the episode for today. Uh, thank you, boys, for joining me. Of course. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Riffs 808, and we are signing off.